This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. Somebody should have taken these signals more seriously. It's a lament we always hear following a tragedy, but facts that seem like obvious warning signs after a tragedy simply don't have the tragic context before events unfold. Jim Harper, Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, says after a tragedy, precursors to violence are much easier to find. As the saying goes, hindsight is twenty twenty, And right now, people are looking at the facts as, as they're available of the Fort Hood incident and using twenty twenty hindsight to argue in many cases that it was obvious or highly apparent that this shooting would occur. And my study of how to find things, how to find things in data, suggests that this was not predictable. Some of the evidence suggests that investigators did a good and appropriate job looking for terrorists, and because they didn't find this incident and somehow prevent it, they shouldn't be faulted. Still, though, looking back at a lot of the data that uh, a lot of people did look at and took seriously, you know, maybe they should have made different decisions. I mean, it's you look at some of the contacts he had and you thought, well, this is this is very odd. It's certainly possible. And there are a couple of data points that suggest more investigation should have been done. For example, the contacts with the jihadi in, in Yemen. In fact, again, according to current facts, the U.S. government was aware of these contacts, examined them, and determined that the contacts had been for purposes of research on a paper that he was researching. Made that determination that's only unfortunate in, in hindsight that this wasn't terrorism planning, this wasn't a terrorism precursor. The same goes with the alleged Islamist ranting at the Walter Reed Medical Facility. Um, here's, here's why these types of things don't predict future behavior. There are thousands and thousands of examples, just like this, of people who contact or investigate terrorists or terrorism, of people who say ugly things, of people who are either rant about Islamist opinions or many other opinions. And... Beforehand, they don't form up to create enough suspicion. The difficulty, of course, and it's really an impossibility with rare events, is to come up with a test, a filter, that will show you when a tragedy is going to strike. What you get from any, any setting, even what we know now after Fort Hood, what you get from any filter, if you will, of data, will be thousands and thousands and thousands of false positives. So if we were to determine from Fort Hood that all Islamist rantings should result in investigation, that all communications with, with jihadis should result in investigations, we would spend millions and millions of dollars investigating people who have no plans, who ultimately will not or would not, if left alone, shoot up an army base or do any other kind of violent act. These things only look like violence precursors in retrospect. An interesting definitional question about Fort Hood is whether or not it's terrorism. To get at that, I think it's important to look at terrorism as a strategy, what it hopes to do. Obviously, terrorists seek to induce victim states to overreact, expend their blood and treasure, uh, do violence that draws support 
to terrorism and to come off their ideological moorings, which confirms the narrative that the terrorists are trying to tell. Audrey Kurth Cronin, who's a, an expert on strategy at the National War College, writes in a monograph of hers that one thing terrorists seek to achieve is mobilization, motivation of people to join their cause. And on the evidence we have now, it appears as though um, this man perhaps sought to link up with terrorists and never successfully did. But what the existence of a prominent al-Qaeda did was draw him toward terrorism, recognize that this is an outlet for his deep frustrations or mental illness, whatever it was. And that's a fascinating lesson for us to use in the future, is that the al-Qaeda brand is attractive. The al-Qaeda brand makes terrorism attractive to people who are upset, who oppose U.S. power, and so on and so forth. The response that this counsels, which may not be satisfying to people who want to get at this Fort Hood problem here and now, but the response that this suggests is to de-emphasize the power of al-Qaeda in official communications. We don't want political leaders uh, lifting up al-Qaeda as a primary enemy of the United States because that draws opponents of U.S. power and frustrated people to al-Qaeda. Rather, we have to play a cool game where, somewhat phlegmatically, we address terrorism. And I don't mean that, that we back away from genuine efforts to stop real terrorists, but on the communications level, I think it's very important to de-emphasize al-Qaeda, to de-emphasize Osama bin Laden, so that people in the position of this Fort Hood shooter don't think that they should become jihadis because being a jihadi is not that attractive, not that dangerous to the United States. Again, all on the communications level. While we continue to pursue terrorists aggressively, downplay the role of terrorism in our foreign policy, in our national security behavior. Jim Harper is Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.